Blog Talk Radio. Praise God and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. We have Evangelist Janet Taylor for one hour and 59 seconds. She has the mic. There'll be no question and answering. Okay, you got it, Evangelist Taylor, for one hour and 59 minutes. Amen, Apostle. <clears throat> Before we begin, I want to blow the shofar tonight because this is the wake-up sound. This is the sound of the alarm to wake up the church and blow the trumpet in Zion. Glory be to God. So I'm going to blow this shofar tonight. Glory be to God. Those things which are behind, 
and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. And our second scripture is going to come from 2 Timothy, um, chapter 2, verses 10 through 12. So we're going to turn there very quickly and hear what the Lord has to say um, to us tonight. Um, How many of you know that God is always speaking? He's always talking. Many times we don't hear. uh, There are many people who say they don't hear the voice of God because you have to get quiet to hear God's voice. And if you are doing all the talking, you will never hear the voice of the Lord. So you have to sit quietly before God, and he will talk to you. And if you talk to him, he will talk to you. So let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, and um, we'll look at verses 10 through 13. Just a few verses here tonight. And it says, Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may obtain salvation, which is in Christ Jesus, with eternal glory. Faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. And if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. So we have read from Second Timothy verses uh, chapter 2, verses 10 through 13, and we're going to come back to that. But I want to uh, start tonight's teaching in um, Philippians chapter 3. We're going to go over into Romans um, and pick up um, some words from the Apostle Paul tonight that will help connect this message and put some clarity on some things, um, because there seems to be a lot of, of misinformation that's been going forth in the body of Christ today, and we need clarity. God's people need clarity. We need clarity on the Word of God, because if you don't have clarity on the Word It doesn't do you any good. If you don't understand it clearly, it it will not profit you. So we're going to get some clarity tonight on the word of God, um, on some particular issues tonight. So if you'll just hang with me tonight, or we're going to see what the Lord has to say about these particular things. So let's get started here. Now, I'm back in Philippians, where I first read um, from Philippians chapter 3. 
And I really want to pick up verse 10. It says, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. I really want to focus on that verse because in this day and time, the word identification has become the new buzzword. Um, Everybody uh, is now claiming that they identify with this particular group or that particular group. And um, prevalent in um, the, um, the world, in our society today, because people are going against the word of God and claiming um, to identify with a particular group. Now, I want to preface this with um, something from the book of Genesis. And let me go there very quickly. And um, we know that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. See, I want you to focus on that tonight, instruction in righteousness. And um, the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So we're going to um, go to the word of God tonight um, in the book of Genesis, and we're going to talk about um, creation. We're going to talk about the creation of male and female. So I'm using this to make a point. This is actually a backdrop to make a point. So we know that God created the heavens and the earth and that God created everything. He created mankind. And then God... um, went on to create, uh, after he created Adam, he created Eve. Glory be to God. And the Bible says that he created them male and female. And they were made in the image of God. Hallelujah. So we have that from the word of God. And it is established. So that's in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 27. It says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female, them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over it, over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing uh, that moveth upon the earth. And um, in verse 31, it says, and God saw 
everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So when we look at Philippians, and we see the Apostle Paul saying that he wants to know God and the power of his resurrection. He's talking about Jesus Christ here. And he says, I want to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. All right. So as I stated, that in this time, in our society and culture today, the new buzzword is identify. Um, who do you identify with? I'm not talking about political parties tonight. I'm not talking about um, uh, anything. I, I, I'm talking about the word of God. So uh, what we see now is that men are trying to change the order of God, because God said he created them male and female, and he made them gender is determined by God. Nobody else. God didn't give anybody else the authority to legislate gender. That is determined by God. So what we see today is people trying to alter, change the word of God, and thereby change uh, who you who you are by giving you the authority to say what group you identify with. So what we have is that men and boys who were born as males uh, can now decide that they identify with the female group and vice versa, and women uh, can, who were born as females can now decide that they identify with the male group. And um, we have uh, legislation that says that this is legal. This is legal, that even a child, uh, a child as young as five or six years old, who is in school, went to school as Sally, can now say she is Bob. And uh, the teacher has to now call Sally Bob, and, um, and, and Sally can now go to the bathroom of the group that she identifies with. So if she identifies with the male she can go into the male bathroom, although she is a girl. Uh, the law says that the school does not have to call the parents. So the parents are not informed that Sally has said she now identifies with this other group. And vice versa. Um, Bob can say, that he is no longer Bob, but he identifies with uh, the female group. And so he can say, oh, I'm Sally. Uh, at any given day of the week, he can say this. 
and and back and forth. He can go back and forth with it. And the schools have have been told that when the children do this, that uh, the parents don't need to be called, and um, so they don't need parental consent, and that these children uh, have the right to pick which group they identify with. Uh, just stay with me because I'm going somewhere. And they can legally, they have to legally be recognized uh, as the group that they claim to identify with. And um, so the, the, the scriptures tell us that all things are lawful, but not everything is expedient. And so uh, parents are not informed about this, and the children can can be can say, I'm no longer a boy, I am a girl, and the teacher has to abide by it by even by either calling that student by the new name that the child wishes to use, or the teacher has to use uh, non-gender pronouns to refer to that student. So that that teacher has to say we or they, uh, but not he and she. Uh, And this is one of the main reasons that I got out of uh, public education, because I I knew I was not going to do that. Um, That is against my Christian belief, so I knew I was not going to do that. So I made this point to say that any individual in our society today, particularly here in the United States, can say that they identify with another group other than the one that they were born as, and they can change, literally change their gender uh, at the drop of a hat. So that amazed me. That amazed me how this has come to place because anybody can identify with whoever they want to identify with, and the government says that they, whoever that person identifies with must be recognized. In other words, you have to say say. And it amazes me because now everybody wants to be identified as something other than what God has said that they are. And the most amazing thing about this whole thing is that the Apostle Paul is saying here that he wants to be identified with Jesus Christ. And that is who I want to be identified with. So tonight's message is not necessarily about gender. It's about being identified with Jesus Christ, glory be to God in the highest. Somebody give God some praise. Hallelujah. You see, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and God created them male and female. And nowhere in the scripture will you ever find, and that's all we have to go by is the Holy Scriptures, because I told you in the beginning that all scripture is given for divine inspiration. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So nowhere in the scripture will you find that God 
has ever abdicated his throne and uh, given mankind the authority to legislate gender. Nowhere in Scripture will you find that. You see, identification can be a good thing, but you have to be careful with what you identify with. Now, I'd like to uh, identify uh, 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 with some other groups as well, but however, the law won't allow me to do that. You know, when it's uh, when it's time to uh, get uh, purchase items and uh, they want to know or get a job, they want to know uh, what is your race or ethnicity. Um, and I'd like to identify with another group so that I could get better jobs and I could get a higher credit rating. Of course, the law will not recognize that. They say, no, you're not of that group. I'd like to say I was wealthy. I'd like to say I, I, I'm a, a wealthy millionaire. I'd like to identify with that group, but the law doesn't recognize that. The law says, no, you're not a wealthy uh, uh, millionaire. You are a black woman, and that's the group that you have to identify. So it amazes me that now anybody can identify with any group that they want to, but I can't. I have I have to stay in the group that I'm in. And so what we see is is that identification can be a good thing. When a man or woman repents of his or her, her sins and asks forgiveness of God and become a Christian, they become identified with Christ. And if you don't believe that, you look at your life, you look at the day you gave your life to Christ, you move from one group to now, you're at the top of Satan's hit list. You're at the top of Satan's hit list because you have identified with Jesus Christ. All right. So uh, identification, as I said, can be a very good thing, especially once you become a Christian and you become identified with Jesus. So what does it mean? What does it mean to be identified with Christ? Well, let me tell you what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean pie in the sky. It doesn't mean smooth sailing. It doesn't mean uh, every day will be Sunday. No, to be identified with Christ, there will be suffering. There will be suffering. Glory be to God. To be identified with Christ, there will also be persecution. To be identified with Christ, there's going to be some lack. There's going to be some pain. There's going to be some attacks. There's going to be some problems in your life. Hallelujah. Because the minute you became identified with Jesus Christ, you became a target or, or there's a bullseye on your back, so to speak. To be identified with Christ means exactly what Paul said in Philippians 3 and 10. He said, I want to know him in the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his suffering. And then he said, 
being made conformable unto his death. If we suffer with Jesus Christ, we're going to reign with him. But it amazes me how nobody wants to suffer with Jesus Christ. Jesus said in his, in his own words, he told his disciples, if you want to be my follower, if any man will be my disciple, let him deny himself. That's the first thing, self-denial. Lay down all your selfish ambitions because that's what sin is. Sin is selfishness. It's what I want. It's what I want to do. It's what I want to be. It's I, I, I. It's where I want to go. It's just I, I, I. And sin puts self on the throne. But when you become identified with Jesus Christ, Self comes down off of that throne, and you submit to the will of Jesus Christ. You submit to his will. You submit to his authority. You submit to his power. Glory be to God. It is no longer my will, but it's thy will be done. You see, this is what Jesus did in his life and even in his death. When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed, Father, if it be possible, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. He said, but in the same breath, he said, but not my will, Lord, thy will be done. He submitted to the Father. And the scriptures tell us that he learned obedience by the things that he suffered. He suffered. He was beaten. He was spit upon. They plucked out his beard. They gave him, they put 39 stripes on his back. He was ridiculed. He was made a, a mockery of. They put a crown of thorns on his head. They, they whipped him. They took off his clothes so many times. As a matter of fact, he was crucified naked. He was crucified naked. But yet, we say that we love Jesus Christ, and you got these preachers running around here that will preach a supperless salvation. They want to tell you that God does not intend for you to suffer. God does not want his children to suffer. But yet he said, if Christ suffered, bled, and died, arm yourselves likewise. You see, we want to be identified with all these other groups. But we don't want to be identified with Christ. And Paul, he wanted to be identified with Christ in every possible way. He said, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death. We have forgotten what the word of God says. He said, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. There's another scripture that says, before I was afflicted, I went astray. But afterwards, you see, through my suffering, I learned obedience. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. So whenever problems come in our lives, the scripture says, think it not strange. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, 
which is to try you as though some strange thing happens unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering. You see, we are to rejoice and partake of his suffering. Thank God that he chose you to go through what you're going through for his name's sake. He said, now, if you suffer as an evildoer, he said, don't do that. He said, don't suffer uh, as an evildoer. But when you are persecuted, when you are reviled, he said, revile not again. He said, they, 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 they hated him. They're going to hate you. Glory be to God. If Christ lives in you, if Christ be in you, they're going to hate you. You're going to be rejected. You're going to be despised. You're going to be cast aside. You're going to be passed over for promotions that you know you are qualified for, but somebody else got it. You're going to be mistreated just for naming the name of Jesus Christ for being identified with him. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. To be identified with Jesus is to suffer with him. Hallelujah. You will be despised. You will be hated. You will be rejected. You will be ridiculed. You will be mistreated. You will be misused and abused. You will be lied on. You will be persecuted. You might even be hurt physically and mentally and emotionally, but you are being identified with Jesus Christ. Now, Paul went on to say, and the fellowship of his sufferings, the way Christ suffered for us, you and I will never suffer. We will never suffer in that manner. We will never be able to compare our sufferings to those of Christ. Uh, Paul said these are just light afflictions, just light afflictions. First Peter 2 and 21 through 23 says, Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps, who did no sin. He suffered for us. But he went all the way through it. He could have come down off that cross at any time. But he went all the way through it. And he left us an example. I want to turn to uh, Isaiah. I, 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 I want to pick this up in Isaiah. Isaiah 53. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And this is what it says. It says, he is despised and rejected of men a man of sorrows. This is what Isaiah prophesied about him, acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he had borne our grief and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded. For our transgressions, he was bruised. <clears throat> and that word bruised actually uh, uh, in the Greek means crushed. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. 
You see, Jesus not only paid for our salvation, he also purchased our healing. Glory be to God. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord have laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich to his de- in death. Because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Again, that word should be crushed. It, proved, it pleased the Lord to crush him. He had put him to grief when he shall make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. My God. Hallelujah. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied by his knowledge. Shall my righteous servant justify many for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. He was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. My God, my God, my God. Hallelujah. So he suffered. Christ suffered. Hallelujah. And Paul said that I might know him in the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his suffering. My God. Paul wanted to be identified with Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 3, 14 through 18 says, But and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy, that means blessed are ye, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. You see, God is saying, don't even fret over it. Don't worry about it. This is your opportunity. This is my opportunity. This is our opportunity to be identified with Christ. And I know that you have been through some painful things. I know that you have suffered some deep hurt. I, too, have suffered the loss of many things, but I count them as dung. They are nothing compared to the eternal weight of glory that awaits me. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I have cried myself to sleep at night. I have suffered. Glory be to God. I'm talking about as a Christian. I have suffered heartache. 
I have suffered, hallelujah, being despised and rejected. I have suffered it. But guess what? It was worth it. It was worth it because I was being identified with Jesus Christ. Glory be to God. To be identified with him. You will be ridiculed. You will be talked about. You will even be lied on. And we just have to think it not strange. Just don't think it strange. Hallelujah. All these things will happen to you when you are identified with Jesus Christ for his glory. And let God have his way. Let him have his way. Hallelujah. Pick up your cross and deny yourself and follow Jesus. Our sufferings are but light afflictions. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Romans 8 and 28 says to us, and we know all things work together for good to them that love, who are the cause according to his purpose. You see, it's his purpose that must go forth in our lives. For whom he did foreknow, he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. That's why he said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. God is allowing us to be transformed by his word, and this is how we renew our mind through the word of God, and then we become identified with Christ Jesus. If there's anybody that I want to be identified with, it is Jesus Christ. I'm not trying to be identified with this group. I'm not trying to be identified with that group. We just had an election. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I am a believer. I am a blood-washed, born-again believer in Jesus Christ. If I'm going to be identified with anybody, it is Jesus Christ that I want to be identified with. And all that you and I go through in this life, God says it's all going to work together for good, for our good and for his glory. You may not understand it at the time that you're going through it. You may not even like it. You might say, this hurts. This is extremely painful. But God said, don't worry, my child. It's all going to work together for good. You look at Joseph. Joseph was hated by his brethren. He was uh, put in a pit and sold to a band of people. And then they sold him to another band of people. And he ended up down in Egypt. And Joseph had a dream that his brothers and his sisters and his father and his mother, they were going to bow to him one day. So Joseph in this pit, and he's on his way being sold, and then he gets into Egypt, and I know Joseph is saying, what in the world has happened? This don't look nothing like the dream that God showed me, but it was all working together for his good. Glory be to God. And then Potiphar's wife, she wanted to have him, and then he said, I cannot sin against God. Notice he did not say he couldn't sin against Potiphar. He said, I cannot do this thing against God. And he ran, and he ran out of his coat, and she used his coat 
to say that he had tried to come on to her, and Potiphar knew it was a lie, but nevertheless, he couldn't, he couldn't go against his wife, so he put him in prison. So he's gone from the pit to the prison, and then while he was in prison, he interpreted uh, some dreams. The butler had a dream, and the baker had a dream, and he interpreted the dreams, and then the dreams came to pass, just like he said, and he told the baker, he said, when you get back to your place, he said, uh, uh, remember me, and he forgot about him. But guess what? The Bible said that everything that was happening in the prison, Joseph was the doer of it. God was blessing him in the prison. Even the prison guards, they marveled at this young man. He was a man of integrity. No matter what happened to him, no matter what they did to him, he did not sit up and say, pull me. He did not sit up and have himself a pity party. What he did was honor God, whether he was in the pit or whether he was in the palace or whether he was in prison. He decided I am identified with Christ Jesus. I am a child of the king, and I represent the king of kings and the Lord of lords. I belong to him, and if I suffer with him, I'm going to also reign with him, glory be to God, because he knew what the scripture says. The scripture says, after that ye have suffered a while, the Lord establish you, the Lord strengthen you, the Lord settle you, and the Lord make you perfect. So Joseph went through what he had to go through. Glory be to God. And there came a day that the king had a dream, and the king could not interpret the dream. Glory be to God. You see, it was all working together for God's good and for God's glory. Hallelujah. And so somebody said, there's a young lad in the prison, he can interpret dreams. Hallelujah. And he called and he said, set him. And they brought him before him. And he told the interpretation of the dream. Glory be to God. And he was promoted. Hallelujah. He was made second in command. Glory be to God. You see, sometimes the way up is a way down. Sometimes you got to go down before God can raise you up. Glory be to God. Sometimes you got to pass the test. You got to go through the test. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So that you will be tried in the fire. Glory be to God. And you will know that God was with you. Because if he's God on the mountain, he's God in the valley. Glory be to God. And Joseph waited on the Lord. Hallelujah. He did not neglect to pray. He did not forget to call upon the name of the Lord. He did not say, I'm done with this. I'm not serving God anymore. Look at where it has gotten me. Look at how this thing has whole this whole thing has turned against me. He did not turn his back on God because he trusted God. And I heard a man preach a message one time. He said, Trust and obey God even where you don't understand. Glory be to God. And the scripture backs that up. It says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You see, if I got to go through something, it don't matter what I got to go through as long as God is with me. Glory be to God. And that's the position that Joseph took. As long as God was with him, 
He knew that he could make it, and so he got promoted to second in command. And there came a day that there was a famine in his hometown, and his brothers came down to Egypt, and they came down there to get food. His father had sent them to get food, and they, they, Joseph had been gone so long, they didn't even recognize him. But Joseph knew his brothers immediately, and he did not hold it against them. He did not say, no, I'm not going to give you no food. He did not say, no, I'm not going to do anything for you. He did not put them in prison. He did not mistreat them. Why? Because the Bible says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. He said, I will repay. Glory be to God. Don't try to vindicate yourself. Let God vindicate you. You hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battles. Glory be to God. And so he blessed his brothers. He gave them food, and he sent them on their way. And then they ended up, the whole family moved to Egypt because the famine got worse. But God was setting them all up. God was working everything together for their good. And so when they got there, then uh, uh, their father died. And when he died, he uh, uh, he told them before he died that they needed to apologize to Joseph. Hallelujah. And when their father died, they thought that Joseph was going to get revenge on them for sure. And they went and they said, we will be your servants. They were so afraid that Joseph, being a, a great man of authority, that he was going to get revenge. But Joseph said, what you did you meant it for evil, but God meant it. He meant it so that much people might be saved alive. You see, God sent him before them, glory be to God, so that when they got to Egypt, they would have favor in Egypt. You got to trust the plan of God. You got to know that God knows what he's doing. Glory be to God. And you just got to follow God. You got to follow him like Job said, if he slay me. Yet will I trust him. Glory be to God. You got to learn how to become identified with Christ. We've got to stop all this murmuring and complaining. Stop whining and stop grinding and stop uh, 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 letting the enemy have the victory. Stop complaining about what God has allowed in your life. Now, as long as it isn't a result of your uh, evil doing, then God is in control. God is at work. And sometimes God is setting things up, glory be to God, so that what looked like a curse will become a blessing for you. God will do a divine reversal, but you've got to let God have his way, and you got to go through the process because he knows the way that I should take. He knows what's best for me. I've experienced some things in my life. I didn't think I was going to make it. I didn't think I could take it. I didn't think I could shake it. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. God let me go all the way down into Egypt. I found myself in the prison. Good God Almighty, I feel the Holy Ghost. And I didn't see no way out. It looked like it was over for me. It looked like the devil was winning, and it looked like I had ruined my life. But God had a plan for me. Good God Almighty, he saved me, and he filled me with the Holy Ghost. 
He forgave me, and he washed me, and he cleansed me, and he turned my life around. And i got to give him some praise tonight because I trusted God. Hallelujah. I didn't see how God could do anything with this wretched life of mine. I didn't see that there was anything in me. I thought I was going to die just like all the others. They found them dead in an alley. Somebody killed them. But I didn't see how uh, 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 God could do anything for me. Glory be to God. But I read in his word, hallelujah, and I got to turn there tonight. I got to turn to Isaiah 30 and verse number 17. Glory be to God in the highest. And this is what it says, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He said, for they called you, he said, I will restore health unto you. Thank you, Jesus. He said, and I will heal thy wounds. He said, because they called thee, I got to find it. He said, they called thee an outcast. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You see the same people that's talking about you now. Glory be to God. They'll have to come to you if you just let God finish what he started. The Bible says, he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Let me find this scripture. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's Jeremiah 30. Okay? I was wrong, so I repent for that. Jeremiah 30 and verse number 17. Glory be to God. Here we go. Here we go. He said, I will restore health unto thee, and I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord, because they call thee an outcast, saying, This is dying whom no man seeketh after. Glory be to God. You see, the devil is not in charge. Hallelujah. Victory. It belongs to Jesus. And the scripture says, now thanks be unto God, who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. It might look a certain way, but you're still, you still have the victory. You're still triumphing in Christ Jesus. And I'm telling you something. I've read the end of the book, and we win, glory be to God. No matter what I've had to go through, no matter how many tears I've had to shed, no matter how much hurt I've had to experience, I'm going all the way with Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going all the way. I'm like Job. If he slay me, yet will I trust him. Hallelujah. I trust him with my heart. I trust him with my mind. I trust him with my soul. I trust him with my body. I trust him with my life. Glory be to God in the highest. I give God some praise. Hallelujah. And one thing that I've learned, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. That's 2 Timothy 3, verses 12 through 13. You're going to go through some things, but I want to be identified identified with Jesus Christ. That is who I want to be identified with. Glory be to God. So I'm not trying to escape what I got to go through. Whatever I got to go through, Lord, as long as you are with me, I know that I can take it and I know that I can make it. Glory be to God. I'm just so tired of preachers preaching that you don't have to suffer, that God don't want you to suffer. He suffered, bled, and died, and we have to be partakers of his suffering. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Let me turn over here to uh, 1 Peter. 
Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 3. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 3. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, let me look at First Peter chapter 1. It says, for as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's look at First Peter chapter 3. And who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? But if, if, but, and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you as of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. For it is better if the will of God be so that ye suffer for well-doing than for evildoing. For Christ also have once suffered for sin, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, by which he also went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometimes were disobedient, which means before, were disobedient when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water. The, the life figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. Peter said, think it not strange. He said, think it not strange. He said, if ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part, ye be spoken of evil, you be evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. He said, but let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet, if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end of them be that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, 
Where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? For let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And then the word of God says, but the God of all grace who have called us unto eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. See, we got to learn how to take a licking and keep on ticking. We got to learn how to go through some things. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, glory be to God. We have to learn, hallelujah, how to be reviled and reviled not again. We got to learn how to turn the other cheek. We got to learn how to suffer, glory be to God. And the Bible says that Jesus learned obedience, and he was always, he was 100% obedient to his father. But the scripture said he learned obedience by the things he suffered. Glory be to God in the highest. I'm telling you, I want to be identified with Jesus Christ. Glory be to God. And Paul went on to say, and to fellowship with him in his suffering. I want to know the power of his resurrection. Let me tell you something. There is power. There is resurrection power. Glory be to God, available to you. Resurrection power is what makes dead things come to life. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. It will put to death things that need to be put to death, and it will bring to life things that need to be brought to life. You see, Jesus, when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, he, uh, his sister, Martha, she was very upset that he had died, and he told her, he said, uh, didn't I tell you that you would see the resurrection? She said, yeah, I know, Lord. She was talking futuristically. But he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Glory be to God. In other words, you talking to the resurrection. Glory be to God. It's not something I'm going to do at a later time. I am that I am that I am, saith the Lord. Glory be to God. And God wants his people to be assured that no matter what you are going through at this moment, I don't care if it's sickness and disease. I don't care if it's lack. I don't care if you have a financial need. Whatever it is, maybe you're having marital problems. Whatever it is, God wants you to go through it so he can bring you to it, what it is he's trying to accomplish in your life. Nothing is ever wasted in the kingdom of God. You remember when Jesus fed the 5,000, hallelujah, and the Bible says that he took up, he told the disciples, take up the leftovers, take up the fragments, and they did. They took up uh, what was left, glory be to God. And he began to, uh, 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 it was 12 baskets. It was 12 baskets of the fragments that was left. Glory be to God. You see, he was illustrating something to them. Nothing is ever wasted in the kingdom of God. 
everything that you and I have been through, it is for a purpose. That's what Romans 8 and 28 says. And we know that all things work together to them that love God, who are the call according to what? His purpose. Glory be to God. So nothing is ever wasted. Everything you have been through, every tear you have ever shed, every hurt, every heartache, every pain you have ever felt, it is not wasted. Glory be to God. God is the only one who is all wise, and he knows how to use it. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you that the things that I have suffered in this life, hallelujah, have brought me closer to God. It caused me to trust him more. I went through things that I didn't think. I, I thought I'm at my breaking point. I thought I, I just can't take no more. I hurt so bad. I remember crying out to God one night. I said, Lord, I can't take no more. But do you know what? I could. I thought I was at the end, but God strengthened me. He strengthened me. He strengthened me. And then he brought me through it. He brought me through it. Glory be to God. Everything that I've been through, the Lord brought me through. There is another side. And that's what God is trying to get us. He's getting us to the other side. Glory be to God. You got to go through so you can get to the other side. The scripture says, yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death. I'm not going to stay there. I'm going through it so I can get to the other side. Glory be to God. Storms may rise, winds may blow, but I'm going with Jesus. And I know as long as I am in his hands, as long as Jesus is with me, I can make it. Glory be to God. And I believe that you can too. I believe that the same Jesus, hallelujah, that's with me is with you. Glory be to God. And I believe that the things that you and I have suffered in this life, they are indeed working together for good. God is taking the good, the bad, and the ugly things that have happened in our life and working it all together for good. Glory be to God in the highest and for his purpose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. It's working together. It's all working together for good. Hallelujah. He said, for I know the plans that I have for you, plans to do you good and not hurt. Hallelujah. Plans not to harm you, but to bless you. Hallelujah. So God knows what he's doing. We may not understand. It seems like, well, God, why are you taking me this way? This way is, is, is uh, the rocky way. This way it's got jagged cliffs. This way uh, it's got uh, precipices. God, this way it's got valleys, hallelujah, and deep ravines. God, why are you taking me this way? Why can't I go the smooth way uh, 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 where there's a highway? God said, no, I, I'm taking you this way. And it looks like this way is far more deadly and far more dangerous. But guess what? Because God is with you, you're going to climb every mountain and you're going to make it. You're going to make it. Hallelujah. 
You're gonna you the cliffs will not intimidate you because God is with you. Because he's promised never to leave you nor forsake you. And as long as God is with me, I know I can make it. Glory be to God. So tonight's message is to be identified with Christ. If there's anybody that you ever want to be identified with, it is Jesus Christ. But I'm going to tell you what that's going to look like. The Bible tells us in Matthew, I believe it's Matthew, let me find it. I believe it's Matthew chapter 7 and verse 13. It says, enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. But straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. And the Lord has taught me from this that there are two roads in life. One is a wide gate. It's wide and broad. And there are many people on that road, many there be which go in there at. But the Bible says that road leads to destruction. They're having a good time. They're partying. They're laughing. They're carrying on. They're carousing. They're, they're having a, the time of their life. But then the scripture says, but there's also a narrow way. And it leads unto life. And there are few, few that find it. Glory be to God. You see, there's going to be some suffering on this narrow way. There's going to be some persecution on this narrow way. And that's why so many people, they say, well, uh, you say, well, would you like to be saved? No, I ain't ready for that. I ain't ready for that. But they don't even realize they're suffering anyway. They're suffering as an evildoer. So if I'm going to suffer, I'd rather suffer as a Christian knowing that Christ is with me. He has promised never to leave me and that he will see me through. So you either suffer as an evildoer or you're going to suffer as a Christian. But either way, you're going to suffer. So I'm going to get on this narrow road. I'm going to stay under the blood. I'm going to stay under this, in this narrow road. Glory be to God. Because this road leads to eternal life, and there are few that find it. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Because I want to know him in the power of his resurrection and fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death. I want to know him. I want to know Jesus. There are many people, you ask them why they say, yeah, I know the Lord. No, they know about the Lord. But they don't know the Lord. I want to know him. I want to know him. And the only way you can know a person is that you spend time with them 
and you have uh, some conversations with them, and then you have some encounters with them. You experience some things. You have some experiences with them. You see, a lot of people say they know me, but they don't know me. They just know of me. They've heard my name. They know of me. But in order to say you know me, you have to be one of my intimate friends. That's the way it is with Jesus. In order to know Jesus, you got to be one of his intimate friends. You got to know him and he knows you. So what I realize is most people, when they say they know the Lord, they know about him. But they don't really know him. I want to know him. I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. My God, I want to know him. And I pray that that is your desire tonight, that you want to be so identified with Jesus Christ that you can say, I know him. I know him. And not just say it, not not let it just be, a, a declaration, but that is a real, real, real declaration in your life. When you know the Lord, you don't worry about things. When you know him, you know God's going to come through. You know God's going to see you through. You know God's going to deliver you. All your troubles, you know he's going to do it. You know he's going to make a way. You don't worry about anything. You know he's going to show up, glory be to God. Hallelujah. You know God's going to come to your rescue. Hallelujah. May not even uh, 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 be when you wanted him to come. He might show up at the last minute, right before you was about to go under. But he showed up. He showed up. Glory be to God. And you're here today. If it had not been for the Lord on your side, the enemy would have swallowed you up a long time ago. The only reason you're here tonight is because God was with you. And if you keep walking with him and you keep trusting him, you'll be able to know him. And you won't live in fear, and you won't have any doubt. And I don't care what they say, you'll know that God's got this. Whatever your problem is, you'll know that God's got this. Mary and Martha, they, they, they were concerned. Their brother had died. But Jesus said, I am the resurrection. After that, I believe that they knew him. They knew him then. Glory be to God. After he raised Lazarus from the dead, they knew him. Glory be to God. You see that woman that went in uh, Simon the Tanner's house, uh, um, that Pharisee's house, I'm sorry, it wasn't Simon the Tanner. She went in the Pharisee's house and she began to get down on her knees and, and she wept at his feet, and she wiped her tears with, she wiped his feet 
with her hair and her tears. She knew him. That's why she could do that. Because somebody else, they would have been indignant. They would have said, what's wrong with her? As a matter of fact, uh, the Pharisee said, if he knew what kind of woman she was, if he was any kind of prophet, he would have known what kind of woman she was. And Jesus said, I do know. I do know. She did all these things. He said, I do know her. But she also knew him. Saints, I cannot say this enough tonight. Let's be identified with Christ. Let's stop trying to identify with this group and that group. Romans chapter 12 says, Glory, hallelujah. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed (laughs) by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. Yeah, I want to know him. And I pray that that's your desire tonight, that you would know him in the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his suffering. May God bless you. May heaven smile on you. I want to close with this from the book of Hebrews. I want to read this scripture before we close tonight. And this is what it says. I want to leave this blessing on you. It says, Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. Our web address is www.wallsoffiredeliverancemin.com. Our mailing address is PO Box 1148, Walkertown, North Carolina, 27051. You can PayPal us. If this ministry has been a blessing to you and you'd like to sow a seed, you can send us something through PayPal. The uh, PayPal uh, email address is jet245 at msn.com, or you can Zelle. You can use Zelle, which is also jet245 at msn.com. You can write us a letter or email us 
at that email address, jet245 at msn.com, or you can um, send us a contact on our web address at www.wallsoffiredeliverancemin.com. May God bless you, and may heaven smile on you. In Jesus' name, tonight. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor signing out. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.